This is Stories of Salem, presented by Capital Community Media. I'm your host, Megan Jonas, reporting with my co-host, Ashley Jackson Lawrence. This week, we're speaking to Vanessa Nordyke, the Executive Director of CASA of Marion County. CASA works with trained volunteers who advocate for the needs of children living in the foster care system. April is Child Abuse Prevention Month, and in 2021 alone, there were over 1,000 victims of child abuse reported in Marion County. Listen to Nordyke explain the important work that CASA and the Marion County Child Abuse Prevention Committee do to keep Salem's children safe. My name is Vanessa Nordyke, and I'm Executive Director of CASA of Marion County. Born and raised in Salem, and growing up, I had some experiences that have led me to where I'm at today. I learned pretty early on that I'm living on borrowed time. When people see me running around doing all kinds of things, it's because I'm really trying to pack three lifetimes into one. That's why I do all the volunteer work I do. Uh, That's why I went on to become an attorney and work for DOJ for so many years. It's why I have decided upon a career of service to others, because I'm grateful for where I'm at. And I might not have been here at all. I actually am lucky to be alive today. I had a very rare illness as a child, and the doctors weren't exactly sure what it was or how best to treat me, but I survived that. And what folks didn't even realize at the time was that it seems to have taken away some of my hearing too. So I'm deaf in this ear. No one really found out about that until I was about two years old or so, and my mother held the phone receiver up to this ear so that I could talk to my grandparents or they could say something to me. And I just had no reaction to it whatsoever. So growing up, the Salem-Kaiser Public Schools decided that the best way to transport children with any level of disability Uh, whether it was intellectual disabilities, physical disabilities, including hearing disabilities um, and other forms of disabilities, we were all put on what some people call the short bus. And I remember getting on that short bus for the first time and looking around and seeing some children engaging in fluent American Sign Language conversations. I had no idea how to speak to them. Uh, Being deaf in one ear can be challenging, but I I still converse. And like a lot of people, I have an invisible disability. There were other children on the bus who had severe disabilities, who had different communication styles than I do. And I didn't know how to talk to them. So I didn't talk to anybody on the bus. That taught me that I was different. But the one thing that's good about believing that you're different is that it allows you to really lean into becoming who you are meant to be. And it's okay to be different. That wasn't something I immediately accepted or agreed to, but it is okay to be different. Once you realize what makes you, you, that's when you can really make a difference. And that's what I wanna do. Um, I, I can't conceive of another life that doesn't involve helping others. And my life's journey has been about figuring out what that means. I think that there are folks who I naturally align with, you know, fellow comic book nerds for one, Uh, people who love sci-fi movies, I'm still very much into those things. There are people who share my values, of course, and we naturally gravitate towards those people. But I, I do feel very individualist 
And I just encourage everyone to find what makes that, what makes that spark that is uniquely yours. I, I love to perform in my spare time. I did singing, I did choir, I've done talent shows, all those things. And I've always loved the people who are the most successful were the ones who weren't trying to copy somebody else. They were themselves exclusively. That's where they found that unique level of success. And so I tried to listen to that, to that inner voice. I was one of those kids who was lucky enough to travel internationally as a kid. And I confronted a lot of poverty wherever we went. Um, I remember being in a market in Thailand at age 13 and a barefoot pregnant teenager coming up to me to ask for money. And that helped me realize what an enormous amount of privilege that I have. And that also made me, once again, all of these, these key moments kept pointing me in the direction of public service. And so I thought, why don't I find a way to assist folks and do so through service? And the School of Foreign Service through Georgetown particularly interested me. So I went there, um, fantastic program, interned for Senator Wyden's office. My first job out of college was at uh, the Governor Sila Calderon's office. Uh, Governor Calderon was the first female governor of Puerto Rico it was a huge deal and I was deeply honored to be in her administration so I worked for her and then after that when she did not get reelected we all needed to find new forms of employment so I got into political campaigns and that was fun but that's where I really started to learn my work ethic um, if you think you know studying studying many hours at a place like Georgetown is tough. That's nothing compared to knocking doors in the American Southwest uh, and asking people to vote. After political campaigns, applied to law school, got in all three, in the, and I only applied to Oregon schools because I knew I wanted to come back. I missed my family. I decided against an international career and decided instead I want to make my mark here in Oregon. This is a community I understand the best. And rather than foist my opinions and my culture on others, how can I help the folks that I understand? How can I help the folks who um, I will be able to see those tangible differences every single day? And that's what we do at CASA. We are appointed by judges early on in these cases. Children are removed from the home over abuse and neglect circumstances horrible circumstances. Sometimes a child has died, and so the remaining siblings are removed and placed in someone else's care. Sometimes it's sexual abuse involved. Sometimes it's a simple fact that the parents just abandon their children altogether. It could be by choice. It could be because they're in jail. But one way or another, these kiddos deserve a second chance. Um, they deserve to live a life of meaning just like I do. At CASA, we get to intervene early and be that voice for those children. We actually are their legal representation. We represent the child. We are there as a legal party to advocate for the child's best interests. That's what makes us unique and really indispensable to the system. The mission of CASA is to work with through our volunteers to advocate for abused and neglected children in foster care. The last few months have been nothing short of amazing. Uh, we have incredible staff here at CASA and we have incredible volunteers. You see, I've worked with a lot of nonprofits over the years, usually as a board member, sometimes as a supporter, a donor, someone who follows them on social media, but I haven't been a member of staff. And 
we have really great people who are dedicated, who have a real passion for serving children. But I will say one of the things that I think differentiates CASA from other nonprofits is that in some nonprofits, volunteers are nice to have, but in CASA, they are the backbone of our organization because what we do is we train those volunteers to be those court appointed special advocates. And once they become the CASAs, we ensure they have the resources, the training, and the tools that they need to go out there and talk to those kids, talk to the resource parents, talk to the attorneys involved, talk to the DHS caseworker, get to know the case, and then you have to go before a judge. And the judge will turn to you, and he or she is going to ask you, what should we do? Should the child be reunified with their, with their biological parents? Is adoption a better course of action? What about a guardianship? How's little Johnny doing in school? How's Janie healing up? That's what we expect our CASA volunteers to do. So they are the lifeblood of this organization. The Marion County Child Abuse Prevention Committee is all about generating awareness for the monthly child abuse prevention activities. Child Abuse Prevention Month is the month of April. And so we work together as a team. And it's a lot of nonprofits and governmental entities that are all oaring in the same direction to say that we want to stand up for children, that we believe in children, and that as a community, we can all do our part to prevent child abuse from occurring. There are a lot of different signs of abuse. And remember that there are several types of abuse as well. Emotional, psychological, sexual, physical, neglect, all these things can have a huge impact on children. Children's brains are mostly formed before they're five years old. A lot of that cognitive development happens right within the first five years. And so the way that children can behave and respond from that point forward has everything to do to how they've been treated and cared for within those first formative years. But there are some classic telltale signs. Get to know a kiddo, right? I mean, it's really helpful to know somebody's baseline. Things that seem pretty normal for that person, if all of a sudden they start deviating from that and start acting strangely or differently, that's when you know that there might be something going on. So there are lots of different signs of abuse. Um, it could be you know, lots of outbursts. It could be a lack of personal hygiene. It could be stealing or hoarding food. Uh, it could be that you know the child is, is absent from school a lot. And of course, there are the more obvious signs, bruising, cuts, strange behavior that you would never expect a child to engage in. Those things can be quite alarming. And sometimes years go by before anyone says something or does something about it. No matter what the situation is, there are lots of different ways that people can try and take advantage of others. And that is something that bothers me a lot. And that's part of the reason why, even though this work is hard, I want to do it. I became a mental health advocate because I was a pretty well-adjusted person, all things considered. I had a good safety net. I had all my needs taken care of but I was experiencing traumatic reactions to it. So I figured, well, if this is impacting me, how does it impact someone who doesn't have that same baseline, uh, kind of a buildup of resilience? So 
I created a mental health awareness movement within the legal profession. I, with my board of governors of the Orange State Bar, we created the first ever mandatory mental health and substance abuse education for all the lawyers in the state. And they have to take that training once every three years. One of the things that I'm hopeful I can do here at CASA is that we can really work on children's mental health. Because every time they're removed from one situation, it creates more instability, creates more uncertainty. These kids are supposed to figure out who they are. They're supposed to have minor worries and concerns, like, did I remember to complete my homework? Did I remember to grab my trumpet for band practice? That should be the most that they have to worry about, not where their next meal is going to come from, not who's going to take care of them, not who they get to call mommy. If you have a relationship with one child, if you are a stable and constant and positive presence in one child's life, you have done your part. You've done your part. You don't understand the power of four little words. I believe in you. If you can do that, you can change someone's life. Get involved, mentor, be a coach. Come volunteer with me. Come volunteer at Casa Marion County. I'm gonna be taking the volunteer training like everybody else. I want to walk alongside my volunteers and understand the work from their level. But really, it's about being a positive and constant presence because no matter what other turbulence is going on in that child's life, if they know that you're just a phone call or a text or a social media message away, that is something that they don't have. That is that lantern in the dark that they can look at. We have a car parade that we do every year. Uh, this year it will be Friday, April 7. This is about building camaraderie and support for our children in our community. Some of our partners include, in no particular order, uh, the YMCA, the Boys and Girls Club, Liberty House, Marion County Sheriff's Office, Marion County Government, Salem Police Department, the list goes on and on. It's a huge list of supporters and Casa of Marion County is very proud to be a part of that. We're just gonna be driving together. We're gonna have uh, the radio station going so that we can talk about you know, all the important factoids about child abuse prevention and just go from there. But this car parade is just a way to demonstrate support in a very visible way. There are other child abuse prevention activities going on in the area. We will have blue lights at the Union Street Bridge. There's gonna be blue lights at the Salem Police Station. There's gonna be, and in fact, there already are uh, blue ribbons hanging in a tree at Riverfront Park, courtesy of Salem Electric and the city of Salem. And we're all about supporting child abuse prevention through our theme color, which is a bright blue. So when you see that blue around town for the month of April, uh, you know that it has everything to do with child abuse prevention. The life of meaning is the only life worth having. And take it from me, uh, every day is a gift and it is not too late for you to really seize the things that you want. I always tell people, don't wait. I mean, don't wait to apply for that dream job. Don't wait to get help if you're struggling. Don't wait to tell someone you love them. Um, don't wait to tell somebody how much, uh, how much they matter to you. Don't wait, because life is too short. For more information on CASA of Marion County, 
Visit their website at casamarionor.org. To watch or read this story, visit storiesofsalem.substack.com. I'm Megan Jonas, and this is Stories of Salem. Thanks for listening in.